Buongiorno, benvenuti to Kimberly's Italy, a podcast about our love of all things Italian. Mi chiamo Kimberly Holcomb. E tu? Mi chiamo Tommaso Fabuloso. <laughs> Bravo! I totally teed him up for that. No, excuse me, I did not tee you up for that, and you remembered how to respond with me. Chiamo. My name is. After two years. I'm just, I'm not that dumb. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time. This is episode 131, carrying on with our road trip from October. However, before we dive into our very entertaining first night in Montepulciano, I'd like to respond to a few people who have inquired about an upcoming episode that we mentioned previously that has yet to be recorded. It will explain my travel planning services in more detail than just my occasional mention here about it on our episodes. However, life in general and my travel planning, to be honest, got in the way, but we will record it within the next week. It won't be on our Apple feed or Spotify feed. It'll be on our website and we'll tell you when it's there in the next episode or the one after, and then we'll put a link to it and you can go right on to the, we're not gonna put it as an episode. We're gonna put it as a small segment on our website and you can stream it the same way you do, listen to it, it'll be on there. But it's easier because anyone can refer to it anytime See, as opposed to searching through our 131 episodes. By correct? that time, yes. It will be short and sweet, Yet it will detail what my process is and how I can help you make that, you know, that Italian vacation you've always dreamed of actually happen. You've also had some people say, I've been to Italy five or six times. I want to see it through your eyes. And I think that's what's important here. They're getting it. It's not just the dream vacation. It's a different view. Va bene. One I dream of are the ones I plan, right? (laughs) Right. Allora. Last week's road trip episode ended with us driving on Strade Secondarie, which by now you might remember means back roads. And also Strada Bianchi. Well, ex- Bravo, again, you're on a roll today. <laughs> the little white dirt roads, white like marble chip roads almost. We were leaving Todi, which is in the region of Umbria, to drive to Montepulciano, which is in Tuscany. However, I guess I should point out a rookie mistake that I myself set in motion by suggesting on our way to Multipulciano. Stop the presses. What? You make mistakes? I certainly do. Good to know. (laughs) Send it out on the wire. (laughs) Okay, not so bravo this time. So I set this in motion by suggesting that we stop in a place called Civita di Bagno Reggio. It's a teeny village on top of an ancient citadel and happened to be founded only 2,500 years ago by the Etruscans. It was this perfectly beautiful Sunday in mid-October and right then and there was my mistake. Because this is the exact type of day and the exact thing that Italians do on a Sunday. They take their own road trip to historic and stunning landmarks. They don't drive into Firenze or Venezia on a beautiful Sunday because they know how crowded it is. So they go to these small, teeny, 
quote unquote out of the way places. And Tommaso, it's just like two or three weeks earlier, previous to this drive, when we were leaving Pisa, we drove to Southern Tuscany and I said, oh, let's go to Volterra for lunch. And do you remember that? Yes. Up, up, <laughs> up, up, up. Well, that's the same everywhere. However, it took us at least a half an hour to find a legit parking spot. And the village was filled with Italians only. This is not unlike Newport. I mean, we're local Good to point. Newport. And, you know, we don't go to Newport certain times of the year. We'll go to Newport in the wintertime. We'll go on the odd day in the summer. But in the summertime, when Never it's, from Friday till when it's <laughs> mayhem, Sunday night. no, but we know those places to park just like the Italians do. Correct. We know our favorite restaurants. We know actually where to walk to avoid the masses coming down the street. Right. Good analogy. So in the end, we didn't get to see this remarkable village, which, by the way, is only accessible only by a very long and very steep footbridge. So you guys just search for Civita, which is spelled C-I-V-I-T-A. So Civita, Civita di Bagno Reggio online. Look at the photos and you'll see what I mean. I really wanted to show everyone, but just don't go on a sunny Sunday, except for maybe... February or March. Right. The shoulder season in Italy, February or March. Right. <laughs> and you can take this as a travel tip from me who made the rookie mistake. Allora, as we got closer to Montepulciano, we decided to stop for lunch before checking into our villa because at that point, I, I think we were like a tad hangry over the whole Bagno Reggio disappointment. If, if it's not hangry, it's purely a desire <laughs> to eat as much as possible, whenever possible, while in Italy. Jeez Louise. Sorry. <laughs> we decided to go to a place that I have never been to before. However, I knew about it from my friend Paolo, who lives in Montepulciano. We were lucky. We got there. We were so lucky. We found the very last teeny parking spot in a right. teeny little gravel area. Yeah, I need a little Vaseline on both sides to right? tuck the Tipo in. <laughs> but when we walked in, I think all four of us were just like, ooh, sweet, right? It, we got the last table we walked in, and it was very modern, but yet it was inside an old building, a yep. beautiful renovation. Most importantly, I saw a butcher block table with several hams being carved. <laughs> And it was like, oh, yes, here we are again. All good. <laughs> More Parma. <laughs> Actually, I thought it was like the perfect lunch because it was more of a family table. It was like more of a family style. You couldn't actually right. call it a buffet style. No. Although it was served like that. It wasn't like here's 87,000 grilled artichokes <laughs> like you'd have at some other buffet, quote unquote, buffets. You know, it was a small casserole dish with some artichokes and different things in it. And it wasn't meant for all you can eat forever. Exactly. It is not an all you can eat. It's a set price in this particular case, but we were, you know, we controlled ourselves. I won't say they watch you like a hawk, but they do take notice. They have a little hairy eyeball once in a while. I My my father and my brother got scolded in Firenze (laughs) years ago. We were shamed. We had to leave, actually. So at that lunch, Oleandra had a dessert that she said was the best she had ever had in her life. It's called Mille Folie, which 
translates literally to a thousand leaves, but they also use the phrase a thousand sheets. There's a lot of mille folle type recipes around. It was, to me, it looked like some kind of whipped cream bomb, but she said it tasted more like a cheesecake. I don't care for whipped cream type things. I tried it. Yes. As you well know, I do. He care loves for whipped cream. Yes. Anyway, the happiness of that dessert probably took her mind off her broken wrist, which actually I should clarify that none of us knew it was broken at that point. No, we didn't know it was broken. It was still swollen, looking like a big sausage. Oh, that stuffed sausage you yes, called it the exactly. first day. <laughs> After that lovely lunch, we arrived to the villa and settled into our rooms. And Oleandra and Beppe had a room with a view to die for. It was perfect. And they looked so happy to have that room. And then they also looked a little, um, I don't know, as if they might enjoy a little reposo. An afternoon nap? I was thinking the same thing because of the view and our room and, but uh, no. <laughs> well, that would be because I got a text from Oleandra not that long after we were getting into our room and she said the following, I need an ace bandage, topical pain ointment, and earplugs. I don't see your eyes bug out much on the on a trip, but you looked at me and went like, uh-oh. <laughs> well, I guess she hit her threshold of pain and just wanted those three things. So keep in mind, it was a Sunday afternoon, late in the day, the sun is setting and we need to find a pharmacy, pharmacia, which is no easy feat on Sundays in a very rural area. So I ran downstairs, I found the lovely woman that checked us in and asked if she knew of a pharmacia that would possibly be open. She's like, oh, no, 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 Penso di no, no, lo credo. But she searched for a few minutes online and she said, oh, there's one that closes in 45 minutes, but it's in a village that's maybe, as she said, forse 20 minuti di auto, meaning a 20 minute drive. So actually, here's another travel tip. Whenever an Italian gives you a time frame for driving, just double it. Right. And also, if you're not used to driving, because we weren't all the switchbacks that, and everything else. That's why I bring this up. Yes. To them, they could probably drive it in 20 minutes, knowing exactly how to go. And that's what happened. We got in our Tipo and took off, and Tommaso was driving yet again. I, I will stop saying this after this trip, because next trip I'm driving again. He was unfamiliar with the switchbacks, all of them that go up into Montepulciano. Then we had to get through the village, then go down the hill to head northeast to get toward this village called Aquaviva. And let me just tell you, remember the previous episodes where I said that the high beams weren't even up to low beams? Yeah, right. <laughs> and the low beams were like a really poor flashlight. So we're coming down these switchbacks in the almost nighttime just about the end of the day. and Very I, dark, I thought. Very dark. And I'm trying to hit the high beams. I'm like, oh, there's there's nothing. Aren't there? Is there another level? No. 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 But also, let's uh, tell everyone that in the village of Montepulciano, there was a festival. And let me just throw one more thing about going those pushbacks. I was driving in the French words, avec pace. Yes. <laughs> I was going as fast well, as I Well, we had 20 minuti. Then we had 20 minuti. 
But this festival was the autumn fall festival, the harvest festival. And as we drove through, I kept smelling chestnuts roasting and I'd see the stands with olive oil and cheeses. I was like, oh, wish we were there as opposed to this pharmacia mission. And but, there, were, there were all kinds of carts and vendors like sliding around. It was hard to get it through. It was the end of the festival. It was the end of the festival weekend when we happened to be driving through it. And there was one road. There was no sort right. of <laughs> way to get through without going through this area. And I, I do remember also a lot of on the verge of tears, small kids having to be taken back to the car. The end of the festival, they've got their cotton candy. Yeah, the which, sugar the sugar buzz was right, wearing off. Which was also odd. I didn't I don't think I'd ever seen cotton candy in Italy before. But it was the end of a three day festival and we were right smack dab in the middle of it. And it was a mostra di merda. <laughs> Very good, Tommaso. We've used that word before, and I think you guys can figure it out. All right. So we finally, finally get through the Festival of Mayhem and onto the main road, according to Google, and the main road to this village called Aquaviva, which, funny enough, means living water or water of life, depending how you translate it. And saying that the main road is a main road is like a huge exaggeration because I think it was one of the smallest roads that we had been on in our entire three weeks so far. I was hoping no one was coming the other way. Exactly. With our little low beams, our flashlight headlights. (laughs) But And there's also no streetlights. And that is normal for Italy. So it's not like I was expecting it. They are used to it. It's... Less light pollution, it's fine. You just have to know, you have to be a local to know what curve is coming up next, etc. But it would have been nice for just this one time on this Farmacia mission if we had had one, like maybe one every 10 kilometers or something. (laughs) But finally, Google Maps tells us that we're finally getting close to the village. And at this point, it's like, you know, 15 minutes to six, it closes at six, 10 minutes to six, maybe. We finally see on Google Maps that we're supposedly in the village. We're like, no, we're not. We're still in the dark. And all of a sudden, kind of peripherally, we both notice, oh, yes, there's a building there, a building there. And then right as we, as our flashlight headlights show a building in front of us, perpendicular to the street we're on, simultaneously, we see the faded paint sign. I should say the faded sign in paint that says stop in English. And that's instead of a red stop sign. So stop because the road ended. So we inch forward, we look out and there is nothing except one light coming out of an interior. And then we saw the green cross, the green pharmacia light. We're like, there it is. And it was literally like nine minutes to six. So Tommaso let me out. I ran into the pharmacia, which I was expecting to be an ancient and teeny little interior. And instead, it was bright, it was modern, and it was even slightly larger than it appeared from the street. But this is when it got really comical. So Tommaso's out in the dark, and I go into the pharmacia, and there's a gentleman in front of me, a client, let's say. But Let me first preface by saying to all my Italian friends, and this is not a slight on any of you, but a lot of Italians can be 
quite dramatic when they're sick. <laughs> and in English, we describe these type of people as a hypochondriac. And part of the definition of a hypochondriac is, quote, <laughs> this is so perfect, the intense worry that minor symptoms indicate something far more serious, unquote. And that completely describes the man who was in the pharmacia speaking to the pharmacist. And he clearly had some kind of head cold because he sounded sick. But then he was going on and on to, to her saying, I don't know. It could be pneumonia. It could be. Uh, when I heard this, I was like, oh, Dio mio. I heard him go, cancro al polmone, lung cancer. <laughs> Yet his skin, and also his skin hurt to the touch, and he was being kind of theatrical, pointing to all these points on his body. And so then I understood him saying something like, and it's sensitivo if I touch. And then he said to her, that could be a sign of diabetes. I was like, Dio mio, come on, I just need an ace bandage. <laughs> but when I realized that I couldn't understand everything he was saying, I thought, ooh, I don't know the words for what I need on Oleandra's list. I only knew the word for wrist, which is pulso, but did I know how to say topical pain relief ointment and earplugs? And I know that orecchio means ear, but sometimes I get it confused with orecchetti, which is a pasta. We all know that, but it's ear-shaped. Mm -hmm. So whatever. So give me that much. Finally, the hypochondriac was leaving. And I kid you not, he had like 10 bags of his life-saving supplies. Can I just ask a question? Supplies. What did the earplugs have to do with the wrist? Well, let me explain. And oh, you're okay. forgetting this part because you <laughs> asked on the drive in the dark. And I'll explain again in a second. <laughs> then the pharmacist looks at me and she was a nice looking young woman. She looks at me. She goes, stiamo chiudendo in tre minuti. We're closing in three minutes. I just stared at her thinking, well, you know, I was in here for the last nine minutes listening to the gentleman talk about all of his ailments. So instead of mentioning the time I had just spent waiting for that gentleman, I just started describing what I needed. And in that tiny, tiny store, I kid you not, she had the ACE bandage, topical pain relief ointment in both gel or lotion options. So I just bought both. And earplugs, which I described to the pharmacist, since I didn't know the word, by saying, il suo marito fa così. <laughs> snores. Her husband <laughs> snores. And she's like, oh, capito, capito. So I now know the word, the verb for snore is russare. Il marito russa. Her husband or the husband snores. Okay. I go outside with the goods. I find Tommaso on the dark on the other side of the street. And he showed me a video he took of the swinging downtown nightlife of Aquaviva. But for the amount of time that I was in there, or let's say while I was in there, a few overhead street lamps came on, like lights that were hanging from wires from yes. the top of the building. So all of a sudden there was light. But also understand when we post this on Instagram as a reel. Oh, that, you know, that the iPhone has a great capacity to take dark and turn oh, it into light. Very good so point. So I was, the reason I parked there was no place to park. So I was sort of live parking, tucked into a building half in the street and whatnot. Yep. <laughs> and I was standing there so I could wave anyone off who was going to hit us. Um, 
And I decided oh, I'd take this video because this is pretty unique. Right, right. But it definitely looks a lot brighter than it was yes, in real life. exactly. But when I entered the pharmacia, there was no light. When I exited, overhead lighting. Well, I think I'll wrap this story up by saying when we returned to the villa, we dropped off the goods to a very grateful Oleandra. And then Tommaso and I sat on a terrace outside of our room and opened a bottle of wine that that lovely proprietor left for us. No dinner, just a delicious Rosso di Montalcino, complete quiet. Do you remember that? No noise, just birds or, you know, wind. And surrounded by those very old cipressi, the cypress trees. It was just the perfect way to end that funny evening. I needed some downtime after my life as an ambulance driver. I wouldn't be a good ambulance driver. (laughs) Well, the moral of this pharmacia escapade is that they basically have everything you could ever need in a minimal amount of space. And perhaps they're that well stocked, knowing all the ailments they could potentially have. But seriously, I don't know. In America, we no longer have just a pharmacy. There are massive stores, which we call drug stores. And you have to to get to the pharmacy section in these huge drug stores. It's way, way in the back after you walk through aisles and aisles of weird miscellaneous food or clothing magazines. now clothing cvs is selling oh, clothing geez. holiday decorations and here where we live uh summer beach chairs i mean it's so far removed from these beautiful farmacias in italy and i i seek them out every time we're in italy tomaso do you recall the ones in torino at the beginning of our trip absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. pharmacies mm-hmm. just elegant and everything you need they may be a bit more pricey but they help you the people that work in them are well dressed they know everything it's literally a really nice experience in america here we have a pharmacy with a pharmacist and then three or four people racing around serving customers the person, the pharmacist, is the person you're actually talking to in Italy, not the people working to service the customers. You actually talk to a knowledgeable individual. Well, we have pharmacists in the pharmacy section of these massive yes, stores. but you have to go through three people to get to the pharmacy. Yeah, I see. Oh, correct. Because they're servicing the drive-in customers coming through. Oh, right. Through. <laughs> There's no drive-in in this pharmacy. Anyway, the, the real, real summary of this story is to tell you if you're in Italy, wherever you are, in the middle of nowhere like Acquaviva, or if you're in Rome, anywhere, you can find small pharmacies. They're helpful. They speak English. Not in this case, but, you know, we were in Acquaviva. 90% of the time, they're going to speak English. They'll have what you need and they help you and it's really a nice experience. Hey, basta. Let's end here, shall we? And we'll pick up again next week with a fantastic day that included a vineyard visit, lunch in San Quirico d'Orcia, and dinner in Pienza. Era un giorno perfetto. Si. Grazie mille. <laughs> okay, we're, we're ready to go, I we're guess. We're ready to go. <laughs> ciao, ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao. <laughs>